Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker and Dr. Laurel Davis has been nominated for an Animal Game Changer Award and I have Dr. Laurel here with me and we're so excited to shine the spotlight on all the good work that she's doing. Thank you, Dr. Laurel, for joining me and congratulations on your nomination. Thank you. Thanks so much. It's so great to be here, Karen. And so walk us through, for people that don't know about what you do, walk us through a little bit about um, the type of medicine you practice and who you are and where you practice and, and how you came to be who you are. My dad was one of the first veterinarians in the United States to be an acupuncture person. Uh, he took the course when it was taught mostly by Chinese. So that was pretty neat. And that's, uh, gosh, when I was in junior high, he was doing that. And uh, of course, I decided I wasn't going to be a veterinarian, but I ended up being a veterinarian anyway. <laughs> um, and um, when I finished school, I came to Asheville and started out in a very conventional way, because that's how we're taught in school. And then I the last person that I worked with as uh, before I had my own practice, I worked with a guy who wouldn't call himself an animal whisperer, but he was. Um, he was an older vet at the time, and he did such a wonderful job of being with those animals as individuals. And he allowed me to take the veterinary acupuncture course. And then um, I moved into doing my own thing as a house call practitioner. And at that time, I was starting to gain interest in lots of other things like chiropractic and craniosacral and um, chronic healing and that sort of thing. And so I was off on my own journey, so to speak. And as I was moving along there, I was realizing also that I didn't really like what I was doing when I went to the house calls, which was actually do back, doing vaccinations and doing the regular rigmarole that conventional vets tend to do. And so I realized that I wanted to be doing something different. And I thought, let's just go ahead and start something on my own. So I opened a practice in downtown Asheville and there is parking, which is nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, it just sort of started unfolding and I, at, at some point along the way, I just sort of went, you know, I'm not feeling like I'm getting to root cause, like I want to get to, to root cause. I was using too many antibiotics and corticosteroids, and I just said, this has got to change, and if it doesn't, I think I, I don't want to be in veterinary medicine. And very serendipitously, a chiropractor in town offered an applied kinesiology course, and my I just opened wide up and I was so excited at how I could individualize medicine and I could individualize any course of whatever I wanted to do with any animal. Um, just, yeah, it, it changed, it changed my whole direction. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so, so for people that maybe aren't familiar with what muscle testing or applied kinesiology mm -hmm. is, Dr. Mm -hmm. Davis, can you just walk, walk people through what that, what that means? Well, uh, 
many chiropractors use it, many natural, naturopaths use it, some veterinarians use it, and it, it's a form of checking in with the animal's body um, through a surrogate because they're not going to do what I want them to do, and that is holding their arm up for me so I can push on it to check a muscle strength or weakness. Um, it's almost like a lie detector test because a lie detector test mm -hmm. tests changes in the body related to whether someone's telling the truth or not telling the truth. And so what I'm looking for is whether that body gets stronger or weaker related to something that I'm either asking as a question or a supplement that I'm testing for that animal. So the, their body actually knows what they need. And that's what I'm testing for through strength or weakness in a muscle to see if that is what we call resonates with that body. And it's basically yeah. how it works. So yeah. yeah. Um, and, and so when you, how long ago, how long ago did you take that class? About 17 years ago. Yeah, 17 yeah. years ago. Because the the first time the first time I ever saw I had had I grew up in a home with chiropractic. So I had had muscle testing, yes. applied yes. kinesiology done on my own body. But about 20 years ago was the first time I, I saw it done on animals. And it was, it's quite life changing. Yes. Um, because the first time I ever saw it done, the practitioner was saying, okay out of these three, we were, she was testing calcium supplements. And her statement is, is one of these or two of these may resonate better with the patient than the other. And I thought, hmm. And what she was able to discover was that we knew that one of the supplements that the patient was on was causing GI upset. We just didn't know which one. And she was able mm -hmm. to identify which one was mm -hmm. not resonating with mm -hmm. the animal. And I thought, oh, that isn't going to work. But of course it, it did work. She was mm -hmm. able to single-handedly determine which of those supplements was acting like a stressor or a negatively impacting that animal's overall well-being versus being a healing tool. And it's quite, um, it, it, it hooks you pretty. I mean, once you see it, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is yes. taking, this is the next level of personalized medicine. And mm -hmm. so it, it does, mm -hmm. it does shift you. Mm -hmm. So when you started doing this 17 years ago, I'm sure that you also, developed a whole new set of clientele, new people looking yes. for different answers. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, yes. And over the last 17 years, more and more people are coming in that don't need me to explain it to them. They just know because it's yeah. becoming uh, something that happens every place is yeah. the muscle testing for supplements for, yeah, for so many things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's wonderful. wonderful. So you, um, so you, first of all, the fact that your dad was an acupuncturist means to me, at least that you were raised in a, in a much more open-minded, mm -hmm. philosophically, a much more open-minded home than maybe the average veterinarian, which was mm -hmm. a, a, a tremendous gift that he gave you, whether maybe you could piece it together or not. That's amazing uh, mm -hmm. that, that your dad was forward thinking quite yes. a while ago. Yes. And so you, when you went to veterinary school, of course, you were conventionally trained, you got out, and then you started kind of collecting these modalities that allowed you to have a better pulse to really understand your patients yes. better. And are you finding now that you, you're probably doing um, primary, like lifestyle medicine, where you are working with your, your, your patients and those families now 
through several generations of dogs and cats like you are yes. you know you're you're yes. yeah yes and extended families and yes um it yeah it's pretty amazing um and people who move away from here then we end up doing some phone conferencing and things like that um and they will i also used uh, in conjunction with other veterinarians went um a lot of my clients will have two two veterinarians one for things that are more invasive and then you know and that's how i work it because that's not what i do here the the surgeries the hospitalization and things like that so um so it's really i hate to say it but i feel like i get to do the fun part <laughs> so yeah really yeah. and truly yeah um yeah Go ahead. But it's also really nice it, it, when, when we think about like our own health care where, you know, we have maybe a chiropractor, a nutritionist, mm -hmm. a dermatologist, an OBGYN. We have we have different people that help yes. our body stay in tip top shape. Mm -hmm. I think it's really fantastic that that's filtering down into veterinary medicine where you get to be the doctor that resonates with your life and who you are and yes. what you learn. And, you know, it's so that you're not going to burn out as a doctor. Yes. But then people, you know, people will have an ER veterinarian. Mm -hmm. And then they have, you know, a lifestyle wellness veterinarian like mm -hmm. you are, and they're able to piece together healthcare, which not only, in my opinion, provides the best care for their animals, it yes. allows the practitioner to yes. provide the best medicine because they're doing what they really want to be doing. If you made me do emergency medicine, I would just crack because it, it doesn't resonate <laughs> with me yeah. at all. Um, and, and you, the fact that you that you're able to provide the, the type of medicine that you do in the format and in the environment that you choose to makes you the, the best version of you to be able to be the healer you need to be to your patients. Yes. So it's great that it's great that we're at a place when we're accepting of that. So that brings me to my next question. The, the conventional doctors that you are partnering with yes. for patient care, are they, are they open? And supportive of what you're doing? Is that coming or do you feel like there's been a shift or not so much? I think that there are some that are more reluctant than others. Um, uh, the one hospital that I work with, although recently it's been bought out by a corporation, um, uh, so things are changing a bit there, still have the same people there. And uh, I'm finding that the bigger hospitals are hiring in their own people that do chiropractic and things like that. You know, the, the they want to dabble in that area that everybody's getting into. And um, that's really great because most of the time those people do the regular medicine and the chiropractic. So um, they're not as niched as I am, you know, like that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, there are definitely people who still don't look at chiropractic as even veterinary as real. So, yeah, you know, like, yeah, it's, uh, I feel like that I've been here, I've been here my whole 30 years. So people know who I am and yeah. they know that I'm not a rabble rouser, uh, you know, and people come to me because it works. So they're not um, yeah. fighting me or whatever, you know, they may badmouth me behind right. my back, but <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's wonderful. So what do you love most Laurel about, about what you do? Well, there, yeah, there's lots of things I love about what I do, but I'm, I really love, um, I love troubleshooting and figuring things out and the applied kinesiology fits mm -hmm. so well with that and going to root cause. Um, and 
what happens is I feel like every animal that comes in here is like this little package that I get to open up. It's this beautiful little package that comes in, even when I've seen them a million times, because they always come in with a different story. And so I get to spend my days opening packages and sharing what I get with the people that are with them. And it's, it's just lovely. The other thing, um, I, uh, let's see, what else do I love about what I do? Oh, the animals that come in. Oh my gosh. In, when the, we're in our room here, um, they have their little toy box, they have their water, and the people are sitting there, uh, their people are sitting there. And when I talk with the people when they first come in, I just have them recognize that they've got an agenda being here, and their animal has an agenda being here, and I have an agenda being here, and we're going to mix and mingle and create something out of what we have today. So the dogs have worked out how they get my attention, um, and the cats have worked out a way of holding the space, which is really unique. The dogs will come up to me and sit down with their back to me when they have something to add into a piece of the conversation that's going on between me and their people. And in fact, though, the really interesting thing is the hound dogs and hound dog mixes will actually stand in front of me and bay at me when they have something to say about something. They'll get up from just nowhere in the room, just someplace else in the room and come over and bay at me to let me know that they want to have a piece of what's going on. Um, also, when food comes up as, you know, nutrition, and because I love talking about nutrition and that sort of thing, I know you're big into that part. Um, and when, when the nutrition part comes up, any dog pretty much who's sleeping or whatever they're doing, all of a sudden they get just like filled with joy and they go over and grab things out of the toy box and throw things up in the air if they're capable or just get animated. So it's, a, it's such a real thing that these word pictures that we're sending out about what we're talking about, they pick up on and they respond to that and like it's. I mean, sometimes I doubt what I'm doing. And then for the most part, when things like that happen, I just know that it's all real. So it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and in your situation, because you have cultivated your practice to be this ongoing conversation between you, your patient and their, their person, mm -hmm. it's, it's this continuation of a conversation that allows you to be able to piece together protocols and, yes. and um, health, health protocols that mm -hmm. facilitate healing. And, and mm -hmm. so the conversation can just continue, which I think is one of the most gratifying things about doing lifestyle medicine is this ongoing relationship, ongoing conversation, ongoing communication that allows us to not say goodbye, but we say until the next time, which yes. allows us to carry the relationship through. And I think that that's the difference of maybe some of us not burning out and waking up 20 years in, 30 years in, 40 years in and thinking yeah. I am, it's what an honor and a pleasure that I get to do what I do. And mm -hmm. I think I'm so thankful. I love talking with other veterinarians that have cultivated this because mm -hmm. so many of our colleagues are burned out and they yes. are at the end of their rope. And my thought is, you know, if, if they could see practitioners that have intentionally cultivated a practice 
where that isn't happening mm-hmm. because you're making different choices. My hope is that this interview inspires veterinarians mm-hmm. watching that mm-hmm. there could be, there are other ways that you could choose to practice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. So if you, if you could let the world know one thing, Laurel, if you, if you wanted to share with the world one thing, what would it be? That these animals that they spend their time with are so connected to the earth and so grounded in that. They're like, they're like the be here now gurus. They, you know, yeah. uh, to tap into that piece of them and to realize that if they're like, if they're as an individual sitting and watching TV or on the computer and their little buddy is bugging them to do something else, more often than not, it's not because that dog is bored. It's basically, it, they, they save us from ourselves. I swear they do. Yeah. And it's this wake up call to perhaps be more intentful and ask the question, you know, gosh, you know, I've been here for an hour. Do I need to be here another hour? Or do I need to continue watching the second or third TV program that I've been watching? So, you know, perhaps it's better to go out and go for a walk with Fido or go lay in the sun with your kitty cat, you know, um, take a break. And I think, I think that sort of the last little piece of that is when you are on your walk with your dog, be on your walk with your dog and leave your little device in your pocket, your phone in your pocket and be here now, you know, just be, Mm. experience what the dog's experiencing. They love to share that with, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it's, yeah. It's really good advice, really good advice. And I think our animals are constantly trying to remind us of that. And it's our job to maybe pay more attention to their Mm -hmm. gentle and non-invasive and non-irritating way of trying to let us know that they're present here and now and they're asking us to join them in that space. It's a really good, they're good teachers in Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. that respect for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So if people wanted to learn more, if people wanted Mm -hmm. to learn more about you or what you do, where Mm -hmm. would they, where do they go or what's your website? It's sunbetanimalwellness.com. Um, and that's in Asheville, North Carolina. And um, come on in if you're around, if you're in town, after the COVID lives, of course. <laughs> yes, of course, yeah. of course. Well, listen, uh, congratulations. There are, you, you were nominated by a number of different people for the Healthy Pets Awesome Recognition Award. And I love what you're doing. And I love that you continue to love what you're doing because you've carved out the type of niche in a healing response and a healing space that allows you to flourish as a healer, but also then for you to touch all the lives of those animals coming in to see what a beautiful, what a beautiful arrangement you have. Your animals, the animals that you're in contact with are blessed to be a part of your space. Asheville's lucky community to have you. Mm, Thank you very much. Yeah. Thanks.